All red, including All red. the cord button down there. Red means ready. Yes. Three, two, one. So, have you recovered? No, my hands are still dry. Uh, I needed to use some of Sharon's Neutrogena Scandinavian hand lotion. My face is still the desert, and I still have nightmares. About the Cullen Hockey Center? Why? Why would you have nightmares? You didn't lose your key fob on Saturday night. No. Like and someone in the, on the team. And then require help from two other people and then found it on your front seat. Yeah. Yeah. That Thought we were going to get out at 10 o'clock one night. Nope. We're like, 10 oh, we're going to get back to the house at 10.15. crack open an ice-cold Gatorade Zero. I'm going to watch the gopher. No, we're in the parking lot at 10.40 at night. You were on your hands and knees. Laying under the car yeah. looking for a key fob. Found it. Thank you, Peter. You're welcome. You were very helpful. Well, that's just one of those fun stories we have from the Battle There's for the Blue Ox. so many. I'm looking them. forward to getting into it. I, I thought the uh, I was asked by Justin Moss, our producer, for a lot of our live programming. So he said, how was it? And producer. I said, you know what? Uh, I felt like last year was amazing. Um, I, pilt, I call it about a 9.5 out of 10. It was almost like I cut and pasted. Last year's excitement, last year's quality play, last year's champion, everything. I felt a lot like last year, and the the teams were the same. Champions were the same. So That's true. And I mean that in a good way. It was a good deja vu from the year before. Both really good events, and it was exciting to be part of it. Well, can't wait to get into it. Gala Joe, why don't you hit that intro music, and we'll kick this off. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. Welcome to 10 Minutes. I'm Tony Scott. I don't know if it's going to be 10 minutes today, but we're going to no, combine. No, it's not going to be 10 minutes. <laughs> we're going no to combine way. the boys and the girls into one show today. I uh, felt like um, I kind of judge it by the amount of rankings. So I did the PWBs. Carter did the A's. Did We didn't do a full set of rankings on the squirts or the girls, like 15 A's and 15 B's barely having scores. not enough material to go off. So we're just kind of, we're about two-thirds of the way home. I think after Thanksgiving, uh, we'll knock this bad boy out real good. Uh, We'll go full show, uh, full full girls, full boys after Full boat. We'll boat it. Today we're going to combine the girls and the boys youth scene, have a little bit of discussion on the... The blue ox, and then talk Discuss. about all the all the different good stuff. We'll probably have a boom roasted sneak at boom roasted oh in my here. God. We'll I talk about, about our boom roasted. We'll talk about our good friends at uh, Weikert Realty, and we'll talk about our friends at Map South Hockey, our sponsors for today's show. Where would you like to start, Mister Odney? I want to start with our sponsors. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Weikert Realty, Realtor Joe McCullough, and Senior Mortgage Advisor, or is it Lender? It's senior, like senior, senior mortgage something. Uh, Pete Renzel at Bell Bank. When you want to buy or sell your home, choose a winning team. Joe McCullough and Pete Renzel. Uh, congratulations to Pete Renzel. His son Sam was a first-round NHL draft pick selection. Just signed his over NLI. Over the summer. Yep, signed his NLI. He'll be at the Gophers next year. And Joe McCullough's twins are just the cutest things on four legs. I love so. it. And then Map South Hockey, I got a chance to spend some time this weekend with Casey Weimer. 
Uh, it was kind of the boss. <laughs> call him the boss over there. I don't He's know the what it's called. You know, I, I don't know. Whatever when when Casey says something. People listen. I look at. I call him the boss. It's probably because he's got the coolest quarter zips. But uh, <laughs> every time I look at the Map South website, there seems to be a new title added to his responsibilities. Yeah. He emperor, is king, vice king. Yeah, behind the owner of the company. Yes. Um, but yeah, K- Caleb, Casey. I'm just, Kayla. What Casey. are you doing? Kayla's throwing you off there. She is throwing me off. She's playing with the cameras. I know. Stop playing with these cool cameras. Uh, yeah, I got to see Casey. That was fun. He's was everywhere good. and nowhere at the same time. He is. He is. He's omnipotent. Um, well, thanks to Map South Hockey for their uh, continued support of YHH and its programming. Uh, outstanding place to go train uh, in the off season. Um, great place to meet other players from other associations who have the similar goals. And then the facilities are second to none. I mean, as far as shooting, uh, dry land, weightlifting, weight training, the trainers on ice, off ice, you know, there's great players from all over the area who make it to map South hockey. Check it out. Mapsouthhockey.com. Nice. Where do we start? Some girls or boys? I say we start Blue Ox and just get it out of the way. Right, let's do it. We got we got too much to talk about with the Blue Ox. Uh, you wanted to do unsung heroes. This is yep. kind of your bag. You're yeah. big on the unsung heroes, and yeah, just there were there were almost there were almost too many to choose from. Well, there's you know 36 teams, so I have one unsung hero that wasn't a hockey player, <laughs> and his name is Jason Gregoire. Okay, so not Jeremy Gregoire, but Jason. He's the new hockey director. And uh, Thursday night, we found out we lost a team uh, from Western North Dakota. <laughs> and the team, we needed to replace a team on short notice. And a lot of the other teams, we'll call the Fargo Angels and Fergus Falls. And the teams in the area, we were just hitting on. And we were almost had to put a Moorhead Bantam B tournament team, their top Bantam B team in it in the tournament, uh, which wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world, but it would have had to have taken a little bit of uh, administrative uh, leverage, we'll call it. Um, but out of nowhere, Jason Gregoire came up big with the Mayport. And that's not one word, by the way. That is May short for Mayville and Port short for Portland, North Dakota, which is j- just west of highway 29 somewhere between grand forks and fargo is that accurate there's got to be a country song written about (laughs) mayville and portland and they were the ice dogs and they came down and they fought fought like dogs in our tournament so shout out to the ice dogs for coming down and and uh playing four four games against some good competition so I, i give them a lot of credit considering two of their games got out of hand early uh, in terms fighting. of the score, they just kept battling. Didn't, Great attitude. Yeah, didn't hear a lot. I told the coach before the tournament started, this is the best competition you're going to play all season. And wouldn't you rather go 0-4 forward a tournament and then carry that experience into the rest of your season when I you're agree. not playing Edina or uh, Centennial? Grand, well, I think they play Grand Forks again. Yep. But they got they got the full run they did of they the did. best Bantam 18. So shout out to Jason Gregoire, my new um, hero up in Moorhead. He's your new hero. He's he's usurped Rob Grammer as your well, administrative Rob's hero. Rob's kind of like, you know, he's got his own category. I shook Rob's hand when we were leaving. Yeah, he just about cracked my fingers. <laughs> he's got a paw on him, man. He does. He does. Um, okay, so we got the unsung hero off the ice. Uh, how about on the ice? You got any unsung 
ones on the ice? I have nothing but unsung heroes on the ice. All right. I wanted to go with this player. I don't know how unsung he was because he did win player of the game That's in one of our games. Fine. But he played for a team that didn't do much standings-wise. Okay. I'm going that? with Cooper Stevens, the goaltender from Roseville, who uh, ended up – he had 40 saves or something in yeah. their loss to Grand Forks. And all due respect to Roseville, it's my home association. They shouldn't have been in that game against Grand Forks, if not for Cooper. And they felt the same way, and they tweeted something about how good the Roseville goalie had been. So Cooper Stevens my unsung hero. I like that one. Um, I have two double-A unsung heroes, another goaltender. This one from District 2, Gavin Baita. Um, in their quarterfinal game, he was unbelievable. And he actually played really well in their game against uh, Moorhead uh, the next day. So I, I just thought he just didn't get a lot of accolades. He didn't get a lot of salsa, if you know what I'm saying. But <laughs> I think at the end of the day, Gavin Baita is kind of an unsung hero on that Stillwater team that will be – a tough team to beat uh, this whole season. That's such a good team over there. They yeah. just they ran into Moorhead in the semifinals. They easily, if they hadn't played Moorhead, they could have been one of the top, uh, one of the top two. Yep, I agree. Um, you got another double A because I got a second one too. No, I have a single A. Uh, this is a true. I would call this a true uh, unsung hero um, because he plays with. Is it Gavin Lubke? Or what's Cameron? Cameron Lubke. Sorry, a lot of Gavins and Camerons out there. <laughs> Cameron Lubke from Rogers is a, un, just a stud, absolute stud. Uh, controls the play when he's out there. Fun to see. And his D partner sometimes is a kid named Matt Hauser. And Matt Hauser was on this team last year when they got to the semifinals. He's a steady stay-at-home D, very athletic, a makes great boy. plays. He's Big, uh, I think he's got a really bright future in hockey as well. So he, he's a very unsung hero on a very good Rogers team, for sure. Um, uh, my A player is I got an eyeful of him when I called the Edina Centennial Banamay semifinal. Okay. That final score ended up being nine to two Edina. But every time Centennial's Alex Rice was on I the like ice, that. he's just a little spitfire. His feet never stopped moving. It didn't matter what the score was. He was going to battle for the puck. And every time he was on the ice, something kind of happened for Centennial. They either got a really good scoring chance, a quality shot on goal, what have you. And I like a player who, no matter what the score is, the drive is always the same. Because when you're down by 7 and it's only 7.30 in the morning and the clock is running, it's easy for your shoulders to slump a little bit. I never saw Alex's motor slow down. Like that, I got one too of a team that lost in the semifinals. Nick Nugent uh, from Minnetonka. Nick and I have a connection because during one of the AAA state uh, skate ups, he fell. And <laughs> any kid who falls, and I, I looked down, I said, "You okay?" And he's like, "Yeah, I fell." And he's got his helmet off, and I said, "I looked down, and I said, hey, are you okay if I uh, put this video in into the video because it's going to be really good?'" And he looked at me literally without even thinking. He goes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Put that in there. He had a really good <laughs> attitude. So he and I have known each other over the last couple of years, just kind of whatever. And and I got a chance to call his game on Sunday morning. And, you know, he's a puck rusher. He's very smart. He's got a great hockey IQ. Uh, strikes me as a type of kid doing the headshots that everybody on the team likes him a lot. And uh, he played great in that game. Had a goal um, in the in the semifinal game. So I'll give him an unsung hero as well. Cool. You got a favorite team too, don't you? 
I got two teams. Um, I got a double A and an A. I got a A. I haven't picked my double A. I don't remember writing one down. You do my, have one. You talked about them for a side, solid five minutes. Um, Did you decide that they were? I don't want to do Rodgers. Okay. I really don't. Do you want me do to Rogers. go first then? Yeah, you. I don't. And it's not against Rodgers, but like. How really unsung is a team that loses in the third period of the championship game? They got they got plenty of singing there. So let me think of a double A team while you go double A. Okay, I'm gonna that go might trigger me. This one, I'm trying not to let my favorable opinion of the kids sway me. Yep. But St. Michael Albertville. <laughs> I like Have you ever seen you ever seen a team that good go one and four? I know at the Blue Ox. I know. Did they I go just, one and four? They went one and four. Okay. So they they beat Wasika. You know, was another very, team that it's a double A team a, that I like. A very exciting game. Yeah, they took Rogers to overtime, and it took a goal by Avenir Belus. Beautiful. Well, to push Rogers ahead. Yeah, but and then they lost to Minnetonka, Jefferson, and Fargo. Saint Michael lost to Fargo too. Huh? Saint Michael I saw lost the Jefferson to Fargo. game. But what I like about Saint Michael is just how much fun they seem to have playing. They're very creative, which can be to their detriment sometimes. You know who their coach is? It's not who you're thinking of because he's not listed in the program. Just John Brill. You probably don't know who John Brill is. I have no idea who John, John Brill is. John Brill was probably a 88 Rapids grad, maybe 90, 89, somewhere in there. Is there any relation to Ted Brill in there? It's, it's Ted Brill's son. Wow. And John played for the Gophers, and he lives in St. Michael. And I think he coached his daughters, who played probably for North Wright all the way through. Okay. And he and you know Monahan, the the three ring circus over there, Clark Monahan and Waller, lured him back into coaching the team. And he looked like he was having a blast. And that's a it's a it's a fun group. And I hope that they all stick together and go to high school together because I'll have a blast covering those guys in high school. Even in those games that they lost, they just played hard. Yeah. They just had 100 miles an hour no matter what. How can you not root for a team like that? Yeah, it's good. I like that team. That's a good call. Thank you. I wish I was paying closer attention. I was so focused on those broadcasts, and I had you know a lot of good teams in those broadcasts. Um, you know, Minnetonka's a team, but like they can't call Minnetonka unsung. That's just a good double-A team that didn't get a lot of love in our tournament. Um, I can't really think of a double-A team. I've, I've got an unsung Another, Another double one. A team. Oh, good, good. Because I yeah. got an a, I got an A. It's hard to call them an unsung, because they did win one of our bracket finals. Okay. But when you think of Bantam, Ooh. the Bantam Double A, Blaine. When you think of the Bantam Double A landscape, yeah. Morehead. Whoa, yeah. they're so good. Rogers. Oh, they're so Minnetonka. good. Oh, Minnetonka's so good. Yeah. Blaine went three and one on the weekend, and anytime a team that. Their high school was good twenty years ago. Anytime one of those youth they programs, they were in the state quarter. They were state semis, like in nineteen. In nineteen, Blaine was in the state semis in nineteen. So don't say twenty well, years ago. Well, I'm thinking of the last time they won it all. Okay, it was early they only two, won one. Early so. two thousand. Right. Okay. Anytime one of those programs that seems to be kind of left for dead by the <laughs> newer suburbs. Oh, we're leaving them for dead. I'm not saying they're being left for dead, but I'm saying <laughs> that the the power You want a shovel? The power in the North Metro 
has seems to be to expanding outwards to Agreed. Andover and to Rodgers. All right, did I explain I, that yeah, enough that's for fine. you? Yep. All right, so Blaine goes. Trust three me, my son played for Jefferson in the dark years, so I I get what you're saying. They were not a fan. Jefferson in the dark years. They, they, they weren't the light years, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Although they did make a section final. Fair enough. So Blaine goes three and one, and they did it. They scored nine total goals in four games. Really? And won the white bracket championship. Well, Morehead wasn't much better in the goal scoring department until the chip. No, they weren't. They, they scored like two or three. The whole, they had eight goals going into the championship. Is that your unsung double A team? Morehead, yeah. I feel bad for tiny little Morehead up in northern Minnesota. We, I mean, we could throw a Rose Mountain there, too. No, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go. Um, I, I like that call, and I like Blaine. I have, I have a good sidebar story that you probably haven't heard, and you might remember the kid's name, like Verholst, maybe? the Tyler kid. Verholst. So I interviewed Tyler Ver, Verholst, and he had watched the entire program of ours the week before. And for whatever reason, I love it when kids say they notice because kind of kids don't want to be like, oh, I saw your stuff. And he's like, yeah, you got a long drive coming up here. I watched your show. You know, good luck on your drive home. Like, well, first of all, the kid had a sweet one-timer game winner. Oh, that game winner was awesome. And he, they were, they, I just liked, I liked that Blaine team. They had a great attitude. They're assistant coaches. They were pumped. They won the white. And they were, and I, I like that. That was another good call. You had two good calls today. I got another. You want me to give you another one? Well, what you want to name all 36 teams? I mean, not all 36 teams. But if you don't have one. No, I got an A. All right. I got an A. I got an A, too. Uh, A. Woodbury, um, something you said in our preview got those guys going on Joey Adamidis and and, uh, when I was doing their headshots. Skill, skill, skill. They were just really good attitude, and they went went out and got pumped in the first game, I I think, by Minnetonka. Then they came back and won. I mean, like, they just had a really good attitude, and I hoped, I was hoping they would have a better result because they were a fun group of kids, and uh, that's my unsung team. I just wish they would have maybe come out three and one or something and had a great finish to their weekend. Well, not everybody can win three games. Right. So it's November. Right. You can't get too upset. Uh, if I had to pick an A team, it would be Grand Forks. Which one, blue or red? I have the story on both. Grand Forks Red. Red's the one that lost their players going in the, the night before. Which one? Red. Red lost two players. I'm not going to name their names, but they lost two players. They were down to like 11 or 12 skaters. Oh. And they just kind of ran out of gas in each of their games uh, in the tournament. But they got plenty of talent on that team. I was going to say, have you ever seen a better Bantam A team go one and three? No. Yeah. No. I mean, I have not. That's a very, very talented team. I love when Grand Forks comes and plays. I and like here, Grand Forks. Here's another, just a thought on the, the, the Ox, and as long as we're taking A. Too bad for uh, Maple Grove, Ox Maple Grove. They were a really good team. They lost to Moorhead in a basically a play-in game on Saturday uh, in, in pool play. They're a really good team. They just got put into a, a tough bracket, and had they been in a different bracket, I could have seen them in the championship game, against, in a repeat of the championship game. But just it was that's how brackets work when you have a 12-teamer. Um, the Edina bracket ended up producing the wild card. Uh, and it was just because that's how brackets work. So too bad for Maple Grove. I thought they were probably the second or third best team in the tournament. But they got beat by Maple Grove. They got beat by Moorhead. Be better, right? That's why they play the games. Yep. All right, where are we going next, boss? We're going we're gonna stick in the Bantams. We're gonna go to Duluth. Little Tommy Williams. Uh, little tiny recap of the time. Did Hibbing win that? No. No, they didn't. Okay. St. Paul beat St. Cloud five to three. Okay. Honestly, honestly, I can't 
guarantee that because I had to go through <laughs> now rankings to find the scores. Ooh. I don't. Is it in the Daha website? I, good luck. I, I thought Hibbing won it, but maybe it. they didn't. I have no idea. I've got the numbers for the Gales of November peewee Let's tournament. throw those out I there. I saw have... some peewees last weekend, last week as well. Okay. I'm no, I'm not going to throw that out. I'm looking yeah, Hibbing up the right now. I'm looking up Hibbing. I think I it was St. Paul over St. Cloud. So Hibbing lost 8-1. to one. They did not lose. They didn't lose all weekend. Hibbing? Hibbing won five games last weekend. Maybe it was. Great show. This is a really good show. It's a great. St. Cloud was in it. Hibbing beat St. Cloud eight to one. Which day? On Saturday. On Saturday. Okay, what about Sunday? Uh, They played Alexandria and won three to two, and I thought that's why they won the championship. And they beat Forest Lake probably in the semifinals. All right. Well, then good for Hibbing. Let's go with Hibbing. Good for Hibbing. Good for him. Uh, three three to two over Alexandria in the finals of the Tommy Williams, which is one of those Duluth tournaments that gets overshadowed by Spirit of Duluth, which is and two weeks. and the Blue Ox and the Blue Ox. But good tournament nonetheless. Good tournament nonetheless. The Winter Classic in Bloomington, Minnesota, your hometown. Jefferson Jaguars defeat Chaska Chanhassen in a shootout to win their home tournament. That's a really good Bantam B team. They were very close to making the top 10 rankings this week, and I think if they keep plugging. I mean, that's the thing about District 6. You're going to get, you know, Prior Lakes always had a, you know, they're the defending state champs. There's two Edina teams that are good. Minnetonka's won the blue, the, the, the Gobbler a couple times. Um, if they can stay on top of that, League, uh, the Jags will be in the top 10 for a long time. Caden Larson, the tournament's leading scorer and the Jaguars' leading scorer with two goals and nine points on the weekend. That's a good weekend for Caden. That is a good weekend. Moving on down to the Peewees, the Gales of November. Peewee AA tournament again in Duluth. Thunder Bay tops Lakeville South 5-1 to one in the finals of this eight-team tournament. Okay, all right. That's all I got for that one. That's all you got for that one? That's um, all I got for that one. All right, you want some more Peewee talk? You throw it at me. I'm ready to move on to girls here. Um, Hermittown is kicking butt in PBB, and I have figured out why. Okay. (gasps) Well, first of all, they Hermittown has usually done a PB double A and an A. Now this year, due to due to numbers, they have just have a uh, a more traditional PB double A and a B one team. Okay. And because of whatever it's either district rules or association rules, uh, they had a kid move in from Proctor. Names was this or what's his name? You know his name is Nikolai Nikolai Zhukov. Zhukov. Great player, by the way. One of the best squirts in the state last year. So he's a first year Peewee. Uh, would have made Hermittown's Peewee Double A team in his sleep, but isn't allowed to play on the top team his first year. So he's playing Peewee B. What a perfect storm for Hermantown, right? To not have an a single A team. Now they're playing Peewee B. I project Hermantown to be a top three top four top five team all year long and i think that uh, nikolai will be uh right in the thick of things for the for the hawks this year so just keep an eye on those wow. they play they play woodbury this weekend i'm hoping um one of us will make it to that pvb game down there at in blaine so Ooh, fun. Yeah. And then I checked out the Egan Woodbury. Woodbury, the single-A Woodbury team that won our little pumpkin in um, Rochester a couple weeks ago. I went and saw them play Egan. They were thoroughly dominating Egan on their home ice for two periods, and it was almost like Egan was asleep. They were getting outshot, you know, 
by double digits. Uh, let's say it was like 31 to 18 or 21 to 11 or something. It was a big number, a big divide between the two teams. And then in the third period, bam, the Bennett McKenzie show just took off and um, they came back and won and hung on at the end to, to hold on to beat uh, Woodbury. I think Egan will be a top five, top 10 team the entire year as will Woodbury. Wow. So there's some PB reports That's for bold. all for us Bantam Blue Ox people who thinks all oh, we focus on that. We focus a little bit of peewees as well. <laughs> See, I don't feel bad about focusing on stuff that's actually ours. Yeah, but I just love having, you know, multiple touch points for all of our viewers, not just we're just a Bantam team, Bantam uh, website this weekend. You're a PB Neapolitan website. guy, I, aren't I you? I just like to make sure, you know, like, like we talked about on the girls' show, I was super proud that. Uh, well, while doing the Blue Ox, we also had correspondence in for the Andover Edina Girls game. We had uh, correspondent for the Herman Proctor Hermantown World Girls game, and then you snuck over. You didn't have to. You snuck over the Sports Center and saw Lakeville North and Moorhead Girls. So, like, I feel like, and then we're broadcasted. Well, how many games on Saturday? Too six. six. Yeah, six games we broadcasted. So, we were a very uh, fluid. And um, uh, on top of a, a great platform on Saturday, I thought, and Sunday for that matter. I didn't have to go to the Moorhead Lakeville North game, but you are, are you telling me that I just couldn't leave behind 36 teams, 77 games, and everybody asking where the bathroom is to go over to the sports center and stand in the corner by myself well, and take it, photos? And it didn't hurt that there was part of our <laughs> tournament was going on over there as well. So, well, that, yeah. Two birds with one stone as well. And so. then it, as soon as. Uh, as soon as we discovered there was an injury on the ice, everything came crashing down, and I went into full tournament mode. So. Yeah, you do. It just <laughs> there is that. So, all right, um, where are we going next? Are we we're done? going. We're done with the boys. Let's, we're done with the boys. We're going to the girls. We're going. We're going to the girls. All American girls. Uh, tournament a little hard to follow because there are two A brackets. Yeah, blue and red. I thought that uh, was a little weird. Ten A blue. Rochester defeats Eden Prairie three to one in the finals. That would be the. What's that? The blue? Who put on a show for Rochester in the Oh, I, I put money on Willow Harns. All right. Ten A red, Woodbury tops and over four to one. It just seems like Woodbury and Minnetonka have owned the ten and twelve A divisions the last couple of years, and we're gonna see more of that this year. What a coincidence. In twelve A, Woodbury beats Osseo Maple Grove six to nothing in the finals. I know nothing about the um Osseo Maple Grove team. Brianna went and checked out um, did you go and check out the thing up in Andover? No, or was just it just Brianna. just Brianna? And she said that it's Woodbury and Minnetonka and everybody else in, in 12A wow. so far. But I, that changes, you know. But Edina has not really had great success yet at 12A, which is like, you know, like an oddity. You know, something has to change every 20 years. Right. Uh, 12B Red, Osseo Maple Grove over Moundsview Irondale, 3 to nothing. 12B Blue, Prior Lake over Central Minnesota Riverblades, 3-2. Oh, I glossed over the 10Bs. 10B Red, Orono West Tonka, Rain as the champions, and 10B Blue, Elk River. I still really can't figure out this red-blue thing. Is I it don't like, know what it one is. One of them, the only one that really seemed obvious, um, I can't remember which level it was, but it was like Andover and Woodbury, and it was like they had all the strong teams in it. But yep. for the most part, it seemed like kind of like, all right, if you were the first eight to sign up, you're in this one, and the next eight to sign up, go in that one. It looked <laughs> fairly even in both of them, except one of them was super top-heavy 
uh, with traditional power grow programs. 15A Red, Osseo Maple Grove over Prior Lake, 4 to nothing. 15A Blue, Blaine over the Valkyries, 4 to nothing. Yeah, and I think I, think I heard, I, I think I don't like this, the June Semling show every week, but I think June Semling, they don't have a 15A program in Champlain Park, Coon Rapids, so I think she is playing Blaine. So that's a team to watch. Wow. That's a team to watch in 15A this year, and it's pretty obvious that Ossie Maple Grove will be fantastic. And when I did the 15A rankings this week, I put Edina and Minnetonka in there, and they haven't even played a game. Because why, Peter? Because somebody forgot to update the website? No, because those two teams are good every year in 15A. <laughs> they just are. It's a fact. Death, taxes. And Minnetonka and Edina at 15A. Minnetonka and Edina. All right, that's that's what I've got for girls. We're still early in the season here, so we haven't reached the point where there are five tournaments per weekend. No, but we would have to end the show on a boom roasted, wouldn't we? We have to roast. I don't have any boom roasted. Do you know what I thought about when I was in Moorhead? I thought about just how profoundly and deeply happy I am to do. Why is this microphone? Come here, you stupid microphone. That's fantastic. It's not the microphone's I fault. I think it's the microphone's it's, fault. It's the, it's the user. It's the microphone. User, operator, error. Yeah, operator, uh, error. I had a blast in Moorhead. I got to show our potato trophies to a young man named Cam, and Cam is three years old. Yeah. And he was with his dad, and dad's got the backpack on, and dad is, dad is there watching his nephew who plays for YZ. Wow. Yeah, Jackson Hendricks is his nephew. Oh, cool! And I so said, his yeah, uncle we'll, must live in Moorhead. His, his, his uncle lives in Moorhead. I love. And stories I said, like don't this. worry, we'll keep an eye on Jackson for you down here. And Cam wanted to see the trophies, and Dad is kind of walking him around, trying to keep him occupied. Didn't give him an iPad with matching headphones. So kudos to Paul. Uh, and Cam wants to see the trophies, and he told Cam, "Okay, look, but don't touch." And I thought, who cares? They're ceramic potatoes. So I picked one up and I put one on the floor. The only thing is I wouldn't want him to pull that trophy onto his head. No, no, no. So I put it on the floor for him. He's like he's like rubbing his hands all over the potato and blah blah blah. Yeah, then he's totally fine. I just would worry that he would take that thing off the the uh, the, uh, table and smack himself in the head. But he loved it. He wanted to see every trophy. He wanted to give all of those potatoes his own little Fingerprints. Uh, his own little mark. And then he turned around and he looks up at the wall where it has the Moorhead NHLers, right? Van yep. Velde and Borgen. And he starts listing off all the NHL teams. It was just, it, it was a nice reminder that this is still a child's game. And how lucky are we to be a part of that? How do I follow that up with a boom roast? You don't. I, I, just, I don't have anybody just, to boom roast. I really don't I, either. I really wish I could dig. I mean, I know that our producer thinks that I'm super negative all the time. So I, you I, are. I, You're I, a I negative Nate. I'm not that negative. I really negative am not. Nate. I usually can find a boom roasted, but you know what? I didn't have any. I, I I can't find one. I'm digging hard, other than to my memory, where I can't figure out where my keys are. <laughs> at the end of a night tournament, but uh, no, I'm I couldn't be happier with how things turned out. I'm looking really forward to our our gobbler and our Friday night ice in a couple of weeks because we're starting to really hammer on the PBB and Bantamby coverage here, heading into next week's tournament. So, a uh, huge shout out to our sponsor, um, Weikert Realty and Map Self Hockey for our producer Kayla Joe. And Pete Rodney, I'm Tony Scott. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys around the rink.